terrorize the world. My name is Nick. And I'm Brian, and you are listening to the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, We're going to be talking about what makes horror movies scary. Some things that come to mind are taking normal everyday environments and turning it into something fucking horrifying. Mm -hmm. For instance, the movie Scream 2. I remember seeing that movie when I was a very young kid and shitting myself every time I would, like, not literally shitting myself, but every time I would have to, like, go to a public restroom because there's a scene in that movie where in the very beginning they're at, they're at the movies and one of them goes to the bathroom and uh, they're, in a, they're in a stall and they hear something and then they get stabbed through the stall and all I all you know, just every time, every time I see like a bathroom stall, I always it always makes me want to check underneath to see if there's any like black boots and a and a cape. So, do you think that's the kind of that's the kind of fear that gets to you? It's it's it tends to be like a fear of death, a fear of bodily harm. Is that the really um, mobilizing thing that freaks you out? It's like when you're watching movies, oh. is it that tension that that's... that that definitely like you know friday the 13th doesn't scare me i don't think it scares anybody because you're watching a movie where there's this unkillable being who keeps coming back every adaptation and he's just he's fucking killing everybody this no there's no sense of reality in these uh in this movie in these movies so there's that fear of terror and death and bodily harm but then there's also um the, probably the most effective for me is kind of like the unknown. So if you think about uh, like the Blair Witch, that film was really riveting for me because we never see the witch. It, it's just that constant uncertainty and and everything that isn't said and isn't shown becomes terrifying. Um, also in films like Martyrs, right, that ran heavily off of what you don't know. We were always left guessing. The Shining, The Thing, if you go back to the first time you watched The Thing, it was a mind-blowing film. I mean, we didn't know what this thing was, what it could do, what it couldn't do. We didn't know who was the thing. Right, exactly. To me, even though like the, the fear of death and harm um, definitely builds tension, uh, for me, the thing that really creates dread, lasting horror, has to be that unknown and that disturbing unreality of things. I completely 100% agree with you. Let's take it back to Halloween. The first movie, you don't know why he's stalking Lori and her friends. And then the second movie, it just chalks it up to Lori is related to Michael Myers. And the whole suspense, it's gone. You, You start explaining motives. You start going into backstories you ruin the whole um, atmosphere and effect of the film. 
Yeah, we talked about that too, because it's just like um, the fact that he's just like a force. Here's a man who's just staring through the walls, not at them, but through them, waiting until he could get out. It's terrifying. Jaws was a phenomenon, like a phenomenal film um, that scared the living shit out of people. It did so much damage to the human psyche. You have to take into account some horror movies can do damage in real world, in the real world. Like It, for instance. That movie scared millions of people. Right. And, and I'd say a lot of that started with, if you think of like John Wayne Gacy, um, serial killer who very famously was a clown by profession. Yeah, he was a clown by profession. Um, but he never killed anybody while he was dressed up as a clown. Right. There's this kind of sensationalization effect where you get these interesting characters who just don't seem like they're real. Here's a serial killer who has a, a life, you know, friends. He seems somewhat charming, but also maybe a bit distant by some people's account. And he has this really romanticized aspect of his life that seems right out of a movie. The guy's a clown. He works with children. He has, you know, bodies in a crawl space. And that's the stuff that gets a lot of press. You get adaptations of that in movies and in books. And it, you're right. It, in this way, horror can just damage the human psyche collectively, you know, culturally. We're just primed to have this fear sprouting from, yeah, it, it just it absolutely permeates everything. These movies are so intertwined with culture and how we think and how we learn. Um, it's... I totally get that. After watching Jaws, I remember I had a um, really irrational fear of like the deep end of pools. I always felt like something was right about to nip my heels, even though I wasn't even in the ocean. Me too. Oh my yeah. God, me too. <laughs> like, um, another thing that Jaws like destroyed in my life is um, normally people like when they meditate, they like to listen to like sounds and stuff. I can't listen to sounds of the ocean because when I close my eyes... I am. I imagine I'm deep in the water, and there's something underneath me. I can't. I can't do it. Like I like the sound of rainfall, so that's fine. But once you hear like the ocean and everything, so that that brings us to an excellent point. That merges uncertainty, which frightens me, and it merges the fear of death and harm, which frightens you. So not only are you scared of the outcome of something coming up from the blue and attacking you, you don't even know where the thing is or if it is, that's the terrifying thing about being in the ocean. You can look down, but you don't necessarily see what's coming. I don't know. Not much, like, really scares me anymore, because nowadays we have so many horror movies out there that are just not scary. Like, and another thing, jump scares. They're pointless. Stop it for like a split second happens and it makes you jump does it scare you no and if you keep doing it if you keep doing it over and over again it just gets redundant right and and that's something i really want to talk about because um firstly to, i'm going to dismiss jump scares entirely because i don't even count them as part of horror films really i don't i, I think the things they're easy they're easy they're pointless they aren't lasting they aren't enduring and it's just it's simple there's nothing to it. It isn't impressive. It isn't frightening. 
it's jarring and then that's it and then it's over and then there's a sense of relief which typically is not what the directors want you want the tension to build you want to increase you know the heat now what i really want to talk about is something called acclimation it's like it's a psychological phenomenon where if you keep getting repeated exposures to one thing it starts getting familiar and it stops giving you it stops eliciting an emotional response so if you keep seeing trite horror films doing the same thing over and over again if you keep getting annoying predictable jumping uh, jump scares over and over again if you keep seeing the same just movie after movie being a mimicry after the last it's not frightening it takes more horror and dread and more sophisticated and clever ways of really getting under your skin to actually be frightening and that's why a lot of films today uh, i think of hereditary i think of kind of more controversial films like the witch or um it comes at night these are films that rely on different methods that aren't so physical or visible to really frighten you um some people that works really well others other people it doesn't but it it's trying it's it's a moment of escapism from a, a weird trend that horror has fallen into where it's become very commercial and very easy a lot of jump scares a lot of you know uh the narrative of the films isn't so much to explore drama or relationships or a theme instead the narrative events are meant to set up the next scare you see that a lot in um horror films now where people aren't traveling somewhere because there's actually a reason to travel there they're traveling somewhere because somebody thought it'd be really cool to have a jump scare in a in a scary house that's why they're there and if they walk downstairs in the middle of the night it isn't for a narrative reason it's because they thought it'd be really cool if something jumped out at them at the staircase and the movies become these like like walking down the hallway of like a haunted house at a theme park where everything there is set up in a very animatronic way just to oh and there's site 1 and there's site 2 and there's site 3 and then the movie's over and and you forget it it isn't like the thing it isn't like um like you think like american werewolf in london or evil dead or blair witch or vhs or martyrs the shining any of these uh really different but effective movies that really honed the craft of scaring you sometimes making you laugh sometimes making you feel dread feel helpless having a kind of an existential fear in there they lack that a lot of them do not all of them a lot of them do and i i really tie that all to that acclimation i was talking about seeing the same thing over and over again it gets familiar it gets boring it gets predictable and then what do we have left and remember when we watched um the very first episode we did you and i both sat down and we watched martyrs together and i remember the first like we sent a message to each other like what the hell did we just watch <laughs> what was that like we we got on video chat and we were floored um not necessarily because it was um horrendously frightening but it was disturbing and unexpected and really um it's just a mix of crazy emotions and we were kind of jumbled after watching that was... film it was two films in one yeah. literally two films in one and that movie was just a masterpiece i'm actually really surprised that it was banned in a lot of countries so um i mean if your movie is that fucking good that <laughs> you get it banned yeah um jeez there's another kind of um there's another type of horror we can talk about which really doesn't it doesn't focus on what you don't know 
or what might unnerve you or fear of harm, but it, it, it banks off of subverting your expectations, shocking you, disturbing you. Um, some people call it body horror. This, these are movies like The Thing, where we see mutated people. It's very disturbing and inhuman. Uh, you can think about the, the original movie, The Fly. Very gruesome. Um, there are plenty of horror films that I, I wouldn't, it'd be wrong to group these in with slasher films that mutilate people, but we're thinking more of films that are um, very much set out to make you uneasy and, and disturbed. An American werewolf in London could be categorized in that. I just agree. based on that simple scene of him turning into a lycanthrope. Right. Because it's not just, um, you know, the screen goes black and then it comes back and he's a werewolf. We watch every excruciating moment, every bone being extended, the hair growing through his skin, his spine straightening into shape. Um, the Exorcist, some scenes out of that film are definitely, they definitely fall into this category. How far can we push a little girl until she stops looking like one? She can be in her nightgown, she can have her hair done, and then when this demon takes over her, stabbing herself with a crucifix, vomiting on herself, her head spinning around, how far can we go until the listener, until the watchers stop associating her with innocence and start seeing her something else? That's what um, the werewolf did, right? An American werewolf in London, absolutely. Um, I, I think that's pretty effective when it's used in moderation. If that's all the movie is, just a festive disturbing you and showing you gross things, it comes off as a gimmick. Like Saw, like Saw for instance, you know, they, they kept shitting out the same, you know, movie over and Besides the first movie, I thought the first movie was unique in its own way, but after sequel after sequel, you know, they just kept popping this shit out over and over again. It's like... You lose your mystique. You lose all sense of creativity. There's nothing. It's nothing there. It's just torture porn. Even though the movie's based entirely around being captured and having things done to you, that doesn't even frighten me. I don't feel unnerved watching them get captured or anything because the movie isn't about that. The movie's about the banking scenes where you really see something happen. And it does feel gimmicky. It feels like that, I told you about the haunted house, walking down the hallway waiting for all the animatronic program things to hop out at you. It kind of gets to be like, oh, that's this, all this is. It's a bit of a horror show, and it isn't really going in any direction in particular. It's just, it's just, it's gimmicky. And you, you don't get that when you think of a movie like The Thing, where even though you do see a lot of body horror and existential horror and fear of death and uncertainty and all of these things they're orchestrated so well that it's very organic the whole film flows together it doesn't feel like it's jumping from gimmick to gimmick or scare to scare it's you're watching something unfold and it grabs you and it throws you into it and i, I think that's ultimately what makes movies frightening it's, it isn't just they rely on this or that it's that they they combine them really effectively like, again, the thing, the soundtrack, incredible. It knows when to shut up and it knows when to play. The fear of not knowing anything, the crazy nihilistic undertones, the body horror, the, the uncertainty, all of it is just perfectly done. I think Halloween did an excellent job of that too, the original film. And um, that's what, I, you know, looking back at my favorite horror films, the ones that I found most frightening, that's what it came down to. I feel like nowadays, a lot of horror movies have a hard time with coming up with something original 
something that hasn't been done already um which you know coincides with you saying once you see the same thing over and over again it stops it, it loses its uh its sense of horror but you don't really see children getting killed in horror films but when you do it's like did that just happen you don't think that directors would have the balls to fucking do this because a lot of people would be in an uproar but when you see it it kind of gives you the sense of dread like nobody's nobody's safe everybody's yeah. a victim and that's that um subverting expectations i was talking about that's very effective like i i for instance i get really tired of tv shows i'm, I'm supposed to be convinced that the main characters are in danger but every time someone pulls up a machete to cut them Something happens, an explosion comes in a distance and the machete drops or last second the, the leader comes out and says, no, hold on, don't do it. And after like five seasons, I'm convinced that nobody's actually going to get hurt. However, there are other shows and other films where by and large, the protagonists die in seemingly useless and um, unexpected ways out of nowhere. Somebody is shot and they're just gone. No explanation, no need. That makes me fear and f like feel like things can actually happen in the movie. To me, that's an incredibly useful thing. All right, so that is all we have for this episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. If you guys really like what we're doing, um, go ahead and rate the podcast, subscribe, um, you can find us on Patreon by typing in Podcast from the Black Lagoon. And, you know, just keep an eye out for the next episode.